a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. And welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name's Christopher Brown. Today I want to talk to you about Cannibal Apocalypse. I always feel a bit sorry for Antonio Margheriti. He doesn't get as much love as some of his Italian contemporaries. And um, he gets compared rather harshly to some, like Mario Bava. But Margheriti is a far cleverer director than you'd normally expect, considering some of the titles from his films. Yes, this is obviously an Italian exploitation movie, but could it also be an allegory for the damage war does to young men? Cannibal Apocalypse, also known as The Cannibals Are On Streets, Invasion of the Flesh Hunters, Savage Apocalypse, Slaughterers and Cannibals in the City, and also its uh, original Italian title of uh, Apocalypse Domani, is a 1980s zombie cannibalism horror film hybrid directed by Antonio Margheriti and written by Margheriti and Dardano Shredretti. And it stars John Saxon. 
The movie goes along the lines of it begins in Vietnam, where John Saxon gets bitten by a PO officer played by John Morgan. Now, John Morgan it will be familiar to those who know the video nasties list. He appears in uh, the house on the edge of the park, and also uh, another cannibal movie, Cannibal Ferox. Anyway, a few decades later in Atlanta, um, Saxon wakes up from a nightmare flashback of what happened. Um, and then gets a call from Morgan asking if he wants to go out for a drink to meet back up. Morgan's turning into a, has like kind of turned into a cannibal and is uh, because of a virus, like a zombie style virus, and is on the run after biting into a woman's neck. He barricades himself into a department store, but soon the um, and, and but manages to escape. And soon, <clears throat> the infection spreads to a few other people, and uh, eventually, this uh, uh, you know crack team from Vietnam go on the run, uh, chased by the police, and they leave bodies in their wake, and also um, slowly but surely start spreading the disease. The movie sort of ends in a, uh, a sewer shootout with the police as they try to chase them down. Mr. Hopper! I just wanted to tell you that... Well, I really had fun. No one ever bit me like that before. You know, I never thought Mary? that... Mary? God, what a bitch. I can't Look, stand her. Mary, I'm kind of in a hurry now. I'll talk to you later, okay? Mary? Mary! What was that all about? Nothing. You'll go straight to hell if you don't stop telling these lies and acting like a hussy. Yeah, but, uh, you know, John Morgan, uh, obviously really called uh, Giovanni Lombardo Radis, uh, best known for his, uh, his playing the bad guy, basically, in Italian horror films, and uh, known for gruesome and spectacular deaths. In this case, having his, uh, his entire stomach blown out by a shotgun in that, uh, in that shootout at the end. The uh, John Morgan of, uh, uh, that he used was an anglicised version of his name, um, using his grandmother's maiden name and his own and his own la- and his last name, um, and his family became very funny about the fact that he'd done that, and allegedly almost disowned him because of it. And um, the film, it you know, um, the, the anglicisation of the name is common, and we've spoke about it a few times before, just because. Um, you know, it makes people make it means they can sell it to Amer- films to American markets easier. <clears throat> and obviously, you know, but the film's probably best known to be John Saxon's um, entry into the video Nazis list. Now, if you don't, you need familiarity who he is. He's um, Nancy's father in Nightmare on Elm Street and its sequels, uh, Number Three and The New Nightmare. Apparently, the story goes that he was uh, initially cast because of this kind of the unusualness of the plot, with the um, the introduction of uh, you know Vietnam vets and, and and you know kind of a 
zombieish kind of movie. It seemed like a film that had, you know, a little bit more to say than normal. But um, he soon lost interest when he became aware that he's already signed into the picture and the movie was obviously really, in fact, a a cannibal movie. You know, know, obviously heading for Italian exploitation rather than anything very clever. It's claimed that he never watched the movie, though, which seems ridiculous. Um, and was fine with it being banned in the Ukraine, claiming it was foul and in bad taste. To be fair, he does look not particularly happy to be in the film. He's quite subdued. And, um, you know, despite the fact of, you know, obviously all the craziness is going on, he seems to be very, uh, you know, by the, by the numbers, it's, it's not a great Saxon performance. Um, it's claimed that's because it was during a recent uh, divorce that happened at the time. Um, I mean, listen, I mean, my feeling on it is, you know, it's not uncommon for actors to do stuff abroad for the money, effectively, you know, why you'd sign on for, you know, you know, if he's having a divorce, you would sign on for something like, an, you know, an exploitation movie because you need the cash. It was very common that Italian film directors would try and get, um, you know, Hollywood names, international names, in truth, to try and, you know, be able to sell their foot there, you know. Italian movie as it as it was in international markets, and um, you know frequently that gets you know they, they do you know the old the old thing of you know they sign up for this kind of stuff, and then suddenly realise that they uh, they're actually people are actually going to watch it <laughs> in in their own country, and and all of a sudden you know their name splattered against something called Cannibal Apocalypse, of all things. Captain. Over here! Help me get it open. Charlie, is that you? Tommy! You know him, sir? From my hometown. Help me get him out. Hey! Why am I glad to see you guys alive? Norman, it's okay. It's okay, honey. It's you're with me now. Everything's all right. He's biting me again. It was a nightmare, that's all. I can see the bones in my arm. He was... It's all right, Norman. It's all over. Understand? It was only a nightmare. Norman. Norman, I'll get your pill. No, no. Forget it. I'll get it myself. I don't need a nurse. Oh, that, honey. I just... Um, I think really what I want to talk to you about today is Antonio Margretti, though. Um, born September 1930, uh, died in 2002. This film is released under a pseudonym, again, anglicised to try and get in a, uh, a, you know, the English market of Anthony M. Dawson. He was prolific. It's fair to say, and died at seventy-two, a heart attack. Um, he kind of, um, I think, one of the reasons why he gets a little bit poo-pooed is that you know 
he works in different genres and um you know rather than say barber who you know predominantly his best work was in the gothic style or uh argento obviously with his um giallo but also you know you know again really you know these those technical gothic movies like suspiria um margaretti jumps between um different genres he did direct obviously castle of blood the long hair of death uh, wild wild planet um you know and and and, and numbers that and, and numerous others that you know are slightly less famous so we say like the virgin nuremberg and you know mr super invisible um you know he stopped using his real name very early on in career when he was told by dubbing director Ten Russoff that the English translation of his name, Antonio Margaretti, was Anthony Daisies, and it sounded too effeminate. You know, he's an Italian director who worked directly for American production companies like MGM, UA, 20th Century Fox, Columbia, with films like Your, Hunter of the Picture, Take a Hard Ride, Kill a Fish. Margaret, he was known to say that he he liked making action adventure war films, and I think even that 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 is shown even with this movie. That although yes, it is a a, a bloody gory uh, cannibal zombie kind of thing, it was also you know the real work and the real effort goes in with the war scenes. Your directors like him tends to be popular with MGM because he was able to generate large numbers of B movies effectively, and. Um, you know, he did do, which apparently was, you know, not some of his favourite stuff, the Swords and Sandal kind of films as well in the early 60s, Devil of the Desert, Against the Son of Hercules, you know, Giants of Rome, stuff like that. Not particularly fantastic. Cheap and cheerful, I think it's fair to say. When we spoke about um, Flesh for Frankenstein, we also said that um, Margretti was uh, involved with that film to an extent. Obviously, for years, when Paul Morrissey disputed Margaretti's claim that he had directed Frankenstein, saying that he was mainly just a technical advisor on that film. Now, you know, I think as I said at the time, you know, it depends what you say by te- mean by technical advisor, really, doesn't it? Um, but apparently, Margaretti did um, film some of the scenes of um, the children in the in the lab. So, in that sense, yes. You know, he, in, a, in a kind of way, he is, his name is on two video nasties. You know, he's worked with, you know, he's known to work with lots of genre actors as well. Klaus Klinski, Lee Van Cleef, you know, Claude Rains, or Yul Brenner, all sorts of people, Christopher Lee. And he, and he worked a lot of the time in the Philippines to film his war films, you know, effectively making it look like Vietnam. And of course, Margretti um, also contributed on special effects to the wonderful A Fistful of Dynamite, Sergio Leone's movie, and Aldo Lado's uh, The Humanoid as well, which is a bit of a cult favourite as well. You know, does he have a major um, following today? Pff, Castle of Blood's still considered a classic, and there's a lot of love for, you know, there's still love for this film, Cannibal Apocalypse, mainly for its OTT gore. Um, Tarantino said to be a fan. Um, Eli Roth's character in Inglourious Bastards is called Margretti, specifically in tribute to the man. And, you know, Tarantino's gone on record as saying that he does enjoy this film. It was, you know, when, when we went back to, you know, when he's doing all the Grindhouse stuff, um, you know, his, this name popped up quite a lot. 
the movie is intelligence, I think it's fair to say, more so than you'd expect. Um, you know, there's a there's a rather heavy-handed but rather nice um, coda through it of a um, how the violence of Vietnam leaks through into uh, you know, although from a faraway land carries carries back home in inside our soldiers, and um, you know, and 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 you know, the big tw- the twist, well, not the twist, but the ending where uh, we find out that it's not over yet harks back to the fact that you know it's our children that ultimately are affected by the uh, the atrocities of war as well and they carry on the uh, with the you know the horrors of what's happened do not go away necessarily um it is a little slow margretti loves his establishing shots and um in this modern age of a uh, fast moving uh, films, uh, I think uh, people kind of find it a little bit slow. The gore effects are still very entertaining. That Morgan death is uh, excellent, really good. Um, and you know, it, for me, it kind of sort of reminds me of the violence of Dawn of the Dead, although not as good as that. Saying you know, not Savini good, but uh, that kind of seventies, although it came in nineteen eighty, that kind of late seventies feel to it which uh, I personally aesthetically really enjoy because they're, they're the kind of films that I grew up with. Um, so I, I do kind of enjoy it. I mean, yeah, John Saxon looks like he's in a different movie. Uh, probably a French expressionist one because he's just so... He looks so bored <laughs> by what's going on. Um, make of that what you will about the reasons why that might happen. Uh, evidently, either way, he does look like he doesn't want to be there. So, um, you know... It, uh, there's a there's another thing, element to this as well about the quality of the film. The the movie features a a soundtrack from the guy who deals um, the house next to cemetery, which is a Lucia Fulci film, which we're going to discuss uh, a little bit later down the line. Um, by you know Alessandro Bro- uh, Blocksteiner, um, it's it's a funny old soundtrack. It really is. Um, Basically, it's got the, the problem, problem with the soundtrack to um, Cannibal Apocalypse is that it has this kind of late seventies acid jazz, not acid jazz, kind of plinky plonky symphonic, um, which kind of ruins the mood a little bit. There's a fair few. I mean, you know, when you're going through the, the list, um, you can kind of, you know, some of the B movies that are on the Video Nasties list do have some absolute stinkers of soundtracks. But uh, I think it's it's kind of a cool soundtrack, but not for this movie. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Um, I kind of like it. I, it, but you know, critically, it got a pan, and uh, I, you can tell why because it doesn't actually convey any horror or any tension. Uh, and for a horror movie, that's pretty much in, un, uh, unforgivable. I think it's fair to say. But you know, I, I always kind of like you know, it's the kind of soundtrack I think you'd, I personally would like to you know kind of own, just put it on the on the shelf next to some of the some of the more prestigious vinyl, because um, it kind of makes me smile. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> Thank you. 
So the movie was released uncut um, by Replay in July 1982 and kind of entered the panic pretty much straight away. And it was on that original July list, July 1983 list that we take we get we, we take from the uh, the Daily Mail. It kind of remains on the list until the end of the scare. So it's one of the collectible DPP 39s. Um, it's currently passed with two seconds of cuts for a, what's perceived to be animal cruelty. Um, that got got its release in 2005 and it's currently out on a pretty rough and ready um, version of the film um, from 2010. So those two seconds of cuts are effectively to when we're in the um, the scene in the uh, the sewers, a rat appears to be burned by a flamethrower, which is a bit excessive when you say it out loud, doesn't it? So yeah, fair enough. That's uh, and you know you're never going to get animal cruelty past probably BBFC. Well, say that you know they're a bit lot more lenient on cannibal holocaust than they used to be, but I suppose that's a bit bit different. It's also available uncut. Uh, on a region one release as well, so you can you can see it pretty much uncut if you want to. If you if those two seconds of um, of a rat getting burnt, vitally important to you, that's uh, that region one is still available from Amazon for about twenty quid. I phoned you. Why didn't you want to see me? I'm here now, aren't I? You think I'm stupid? I know you're in cahoots with those shit faces out there. You know what your problem is, Charlie? You're a fuck-up. You always have been one, and I've always had to come bail you out. Where's Tommy? Where do you think he is? You're gonna bail him out, too. Then what? Then we're gonna stick together just like in the old days. Bullshit! Where have you been? All the time me and Tom were closed up in that lousy hospital. Where the fuck were you, man? Right, just a bit of feedback then. Um, Rob Wilson, who sounds like he's in... I mean, I, I understand our American friends are currently under about 17 foot of snow. So hopefully you're doing okay over there. But Rob says, Hey Chris, just listen to the burning podcast or cleaning my driveway from a foot of snow. Chicago and Northwest Indiana experienced some very nasty weather. It's zero degrees outside and the wind is as nasty as any of the torture fought up in hostel. Tomorrow's high is minus 11. Thanks for the mention. Sounds like we shared the same opinion. Just rewatched Cannibal Apocalypse on YouTube. So it's some time ago. While I do love John Saxon, I don't have much love for this one. The premise of cannibalism is rabies-like as an interesting plot point. I was wide awake at the beginning but fell asleep twice tonight. I liked Rabid better. I understand this film has its fans. Would love to hear, hear a different opinion. Thanks, Rob. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably fair enough. Um, as I said, it is quite slow and um, you know that that is definitely an issue. Um, there is some pretty pretty plod and pace to it and I think that's probably where we're both kind of discussing that um, if you uh, want to get hold of me please do my email address is videonastypodcast at gmail.com you can get me on twitter at, at orange underscore monkey or you can go to the website videonastypodcast.com where all the uh, where all the po- podcasts trailers and articles are currently up um, 
next week we have got a new uh, well a, a classic I think it's fair to say although to be honest with you not my favourite it's the beyond full she's the beyond so if you have any opinions on that and I'm sure a lot of you do please get in touch so until then take care and I'll speak to you soon goodbye seen a video nasty i wouldn't i have far too much how, how can you judge on a video nasty? oh you've seen one i actually don't need to see visually what i know is in that film No one ever bit me like that before.